everybody. It is Dave and Jeff. It is May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. And if you noticed, our song isn't there anymore. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn, Dave. I guess apparently there's copyright. <laughs> I guess for some Who reason, knew? the Rolling Stones still need money. Well, good for them. They I... haven't gotten in the way yet, by the way. It's just coming. Everybody yeah. everybody now has that software that finds well, out who's using your shit. Yeah. And then what? Uh, well, here's the deal. We're afraid all the shows are going to disappear. We used a Drake song one time on this show. Isn't that funny? show was gone immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So, so again, first, you know, we, we do these shows and hopefully you go back. Not saying if you listen to them once, you got to listen to them 80 times. I'm just saying if you haven't heard a show, you say, well, I, I got a couple that I've saved up that I'm taking a trip or whatever the hell. Yeah. They might be gone if we kept the Rolling Stones and Donna Summer. Well, my feeling on it is this. When we told the story back in 2018 about an incredibly dark day that I had shortly before the anniversary show. But it's no bullshit. I was 100% ready to park my car, go to Mexico, and say, later. And I, I said... Would you have said later, or would you have said it in Spanish? I would have said adios. <laughs> and so... Uh, <laughs> and so Hasta la vista. Yeah, bitch. And so on that night, what I did was I went, of all places... Man, it was like 11 o'clock at night, and I've had this story... Gosh, I just had a friend of mine the other day who reached out and had talked about dealing with depression and some of the different things she had gone through. And I was just sharing with her that story of that night and saying, hey, this is where I was at and everything. And I mentioned, I I ended up 11 o'clock at night at the Target on Sports Arena Boulevard. Yeah. And I was agitated and just pissed. Man, anybody who's been there, you know what I'm saying. And I knew what I wanted, and I went all the way back to the music section, and I knew no fucking way this store has what I want, and I'm getting more agitated and more pissed off, and son of a bitch, if they didn't have the greatest hits of the Stones. And I came back out, and it went in, and it was brown sugar and some different things, but ultimately what got me out of the funk that night and kept me from going to Mexico was Give Me Shelter. And so it started at that point. And if you remember, uh, shortly after was the anniversary show. Yeah. And Tad Ryan and the guys at Disappointing Joseph, we had booked them. And they had reached out and said, hey, do you want an 80s cover band for your event? And we said, yeah. They go, okay, do you want us to send you a demo? And I go, no. (laughs) And they said, how come? More work. And I said, because one of two things are going to happen. You're either going to be great and we're going to be loving life. Or you're going to be really, really bad. And I'm just going to fucking love it. Yeah. And Tad's like, okay. Well, they came and they were unbelievable. They played Jason Isbell that night. Remember, they played a bunch of really cool songs. And all of a sudden, I'm kind of walking, and I'm doing different things. And son of a bitch, if those guys didn't play Gimme Shelter for them that. Yeah. It's one of the coolest things they've ever done. And so we played it. We played it all the time. The inside joke was, uh, we'll play the start of Gimme Shelter. It'll keep me from driving to Mexico in the middle of the show. But luckily, like, I don't need it. And so we don't want to do anything disrespectful to them. I'm incredibly thankful for what that song did for me. But now we're going to go local. And yeah. and Tad, I reached out to him today, 
And uh, in the next couple of days, our closing song will be a song written and original by our pals at Disappointing Joseph. Uh, Disappointing Joseph. And I'm super stoked about that. So, yeah. And Kyle Pfluger tried to help us out today, too. Kyle, if you're listening, going, where the fuck's my song that I took time to send you? I couldn't get it on the computer. So Big I'll work on shock. it. I'll work on it. Well, why don't you just invite Kyle over and you'll do it in a minute. <laughs> Here's a website guy. Uh, but yeah. What I if would, Kyle's song sucked? What would you have told him? Uh, nothing that guy does sucks. It didn't suck. I'm just saying, what if it did suck? Would you have told him? Oh, yeah. Fuck. Fuck, dude. Hey, what is this? <laughs> you wouldn't have said shit. You would have said, fuck, we're stuck playing this. We're playing this Lewis Capaldi crap. <laughs> Flug's just sitting there. No. I didn't even listen. I was just like plugging Oh, you did it? It was fine. Yeah, I was just like plugging in. If it came from him, it's great. And and Tad sent me a song, but uh, I sent it to Dave tonight. So um, yeah, that's why it changed. And like we said, our our immense thanks. No kidding, on a personal level, to uh to the Stones. And but yeah, we respect all that. And so we'll uh we'll move on and play other fun shit. You think Donna Summer would actually complain? Well, yeah. Somebody that gets royalties from her would say, hey, wait a second. Donna might not be here, but we still get paid. Listen, I got a phone call yesterday from Temple, and I didn't answer it. Good. Because I knew she'd be. She brings the show down. Yelling at me about something. (laughs) I don't know. And Margaret. I mean, there are a million things that you say. Well, the thing that I told her, which the story that I've loved, is that when I hook up with 80-year-old Ann Margaret, I'm going to book a hotel down in Little Italy because I know the Starbucks where Temple goes, and I told her, when Ann and I see you on the sidewalk, I'm going to be incredibly dismissive of you. <laughs> and I said, the conversation is going to be, oh, hey, Katie, you know Ann Margaret, don't you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that scenario makes me so it is happy. Funny. It is funny. Did I just dismiss her? That Ann looks a little disheveled after a yeah. mid-morning tussle? What's the matter with me? I'm not the one that said I just threw in Margaret one in the morning. <laughs> but let me tell you this. Along that line, the late great Donna Summer was still here, yeah. age unknown. Goddamn, she may she may bump Ann Margaret to the second spot. She Donna used to work Summer hard for was, the money. She did. Uh, she's outstanding. And Loved her. <laughs> for people who don't understand how the hell we end up with Donna Summer, Jeff picked the first one. Rolling Stones was 100% Jeff. Donna yeah. Summer... Always made me laugh because it was the last song they would play in a bar yes. at two in the morning to let everybody that know. closing time. Yeah. The house lights are coming on. Everybody get the fuck out. That was yeah. it. And that's where either you decide like it's uh, what's what musical chairs. We're looking for that last chair. And yeah. you have to run around the bar and go, who's ugly enough but <laughs> yeah, good looking enough going? to take home? Yeah. But damn. When I was about 13, I'm pretty sure I would have cut my thumb off to hang with Donna Summer. <laughs> I'm about, dude, she was hot. I mean, love her. 13, it's not going to get any better than this. I'm going to cut my thumb off for Donna Summer. If that would have been what she needed to go, she goes, hey, hey, kid, you want to be my pony boy? I got a lot of applicants. I need something to separate you from the group. I'm going to need that left thumb. I'm just fucking, hee, hee, firing up that fucking jigsaw. Gah! Screaming? How long would that bleed? That bleed for a while. Bleed for a while. And you can't even get a prosthetic thumb. No, you can't. 
No, nobody's got a prosthetic thumb. Right yeah, that'd be weird, though. Think about it. If you got, yeah, that'd be weird. Like, you know, if you had like a thumb or a hand transplant. Yeah. It'd well, be kind of weird. Well, it just made me think. Like, I, dude, I wouldn't even wash myself with that hand. Like, I'd be like, this is, another guy to, this is another guy touching me. <laughs> well, Diamond, like, or, but you can't have like the bionic thumb. No, right? I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, Who's that guy? Oscar, the the runner. Pistorius? Right? Yeah, that asshole. The guy that killed that girl? Yeah. He had two fake legs. Yeah. Hey, so you I... want to impress me, Oscar? Win those races with a fake thumb. <laughs> Dude, that, that's the craziest story of all time. But, no, I got one better. Crazier than shooting a, a super hot girl through the bathroom door for no reason? Yeah. Thinking somebody broke in? How about just looking to your side to see if she's there? Maybe she's using the bathroom. <laughs> Calm down. Jesus. Hothead. Uh, one of the problems of having women as good friends yeah. is you hear things that you don't really necessarily need to hear. But they can tell. There's like They're, they're like, I got to tell a guy this. Like, I got to tell a straight guy this and see what his opinion is. So I had a friend of mine who a couple years ago told me, she was kind of going through a phase where she was hooking up. Really? On regular occasions. Not looking for relationship, just looking to hook up. Yeah. Okay. Hooking up, hooking up, and she was taking the show on the road. So she was, there were various applicants okay. for the job. Right? I mean, you different shit's going on in your life. Go do it. Like I told her, I go, I'm probably your best friend because I'll never judge you for whatever you do. Well, I shouldn't have said that. Why? Because it led to this story. Okay. So as she takes the show on the road, Dave, she goes, man, oh, man, I think last night was the all-timer. I go, yeah, well, what happened? First off, the guy was a heavy-duty sweater, Ugh. right? Big-time sweaty guy. Yeah. And he goes, ah, I don't like that. Got ah, a little heartburn. Got Tums? Ah, it's right there. It's burning right there. You know where it's burning. We all feel it. Ah. Like when you get that little bite of queso, it hits you wrong. Ah. She goes, hang on. That's not even the worst part. Oh, no. This guy, uh, it made me think of it. When I was talking about the fake thumb, he wasn't packing a Louisville slugger. Yeah. Son of a bitch, if this guy doesn't go Willie Moscone and go pull out an extender. What? He had an extender. Dude, I've never heard of such a thing. So he... Well, I mean, I, like, like he put like a sleeve on top of what he already had. Yeah, really. So, how's I, that good for him? I right. <laughs> That's a great question. It's like having an aluminum can. The end of it, right? And I go. I said to her, I go, God. I said that fucking guy. Did she at least appreciate the effort? Well, it was for I, her. Yeah, but I go. You know what? I go. I go. Listen. That's the most sad, pathetic thing. I go, that guy's already lost. He He's heard the bullshit about, you know, size of the boat, motion of the oh, He's heard everything, and he knows it's all bullshit. And that guy, at some point, had to come to grips with the fact that I'm going to need a little help here. Do you think he even knew he was a sweater? Oh, God, I think that's the least of his yes, worries. I agree. Do you think he even knew, like... God dang. I mean, what the hell's the point of him hooking up? I, again, I don't right. get it. Why, I, why put himself through it? 
I said, when the, the sweating's the least of your issues, I go, what's he, is he Velcroing that thing on? What do you do right there? So it got snaps? What do you do? <laughs> Does it have snaps? I like the snaps. That's an idea. <laughs> yeah. That's a funny ass thing. And she's like, I don't know if I, I go, oh. No, you aren't stopping the story well, now. That's what we I went said. details. That's what I said. Yeah. I go, this is faces of death. I yeah. just saw the monkey get hit in the head. <laughs> now I'm going to watch the people eat it. Bullshit. You don't go, hey, we're going to fast forward up to the, the Barracuda scene. No, 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 no. You're walking through to the, and I go then, but I go. So what happened? I, you don't know how we, how we kept it on? No, I don't you know. You think that I, idiot just held up this hand? How boring is that? I don't think you do. But hang on. Now, I go, is that thing dishwasher safe? <laughs> do, do you want it in the dishwasher? Do you really want it with the fucking forks you're going to eat off of? And your Mike Trout cup? Yeah. That you got at the Angels? Your souvenir cup? No. And your fucking mini helmets? He had a mini helmet. Yeah. <laughs> so listen. So hold on. Did that break her of her move? Of, oh, of she was done. Yeah, she was he, like, I'm not doing this anymore. No, I told her. I go, you got to get right back yeah, in the, the horse. game. You told her to get Holy right back on shit. the Holy shit. I go, you got to get right back in there. Okay, so it's <laughs> funny because we've all seen the movies yeah. where the guy has has the fake one, and yeah. he's holding it with his hand the whole time. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Well, it, I, I, it, it's one of those things where you're like, "All right, where's the next movie? This is ridiculous." Well, I don't think, like Dave, I don't think he was doing it to get to some crazy number. I think he was trying to get it to his fourth grade shoe size. <laughs> That was it. I just go, oh. And she goes, well, what do you think? I go, I'll tell you what. Fuck. There have been a lot of days when you feel you hit rock bottom. But I've never had to go on to Amazon and go. Holy shit. Do you have that thing in a dark? uh... (laughs) I need a little. uh... No. no. Like where you're. No shit. You know, you're selecting tones. I right? Think, I don't even know if that's an issue. It's it's fake. I mean, she yeah. has to know it's fake. He has to know it is. Yeah. But I'm just saying, that's the point, right? Like, we've watched these movies. What was that goddamn movie? This is a crazy fucking story right here you're telling me. Like, huh? this is one I'm not going to shake out of my head no. for about a week. No, I think a lot of people are. This is what you pay five bucks a month for. <laughs> but there was, uh, Jerry Stahl is the author. Jerry Stahl wrote a book. Yeah. Ben Ben Stiller was in the movie, and it was this book about how uh, Jerry had just absolutely hit rock bottom, okay. right? Been a successful guy, and then gets involved with drugs, probably heroin, and it's just this movie as he spirals kind of out of control. I don't think the movie was very good because nobody really believed Ben Stiller in that, but the book was pretty wild. Uh, because you're just reading it. And you're like, oh, shit, right? Yeah. There's uh, crazy. one of the craziest, most heartbreaking books I ever read was by a guy named Chris Rose, who's a columnist for uh, New Orleans, for the Times-Picayune. Okay. And he wrote a book called One Dead in the Attic. And the book was a collection of columns that he wrote after Katrina. Okay. And as he's writing these columns, you're slowly seeing him kind of come apart at the seams. It's really, really intense. 
And you read that thing and you go, oh, wow, right? Like it, it, it impacts you emotionally, all these different things. And you go, God damn, man. There's a guy who hit rock bottom, right? But honestly, when you're like, me and Stubby here got no fucking chance <laughs> of getting the job done. I got to either go onto the website. I got to go down to Little Darlings and hope they have a gift shop next door. And then I got to lay out my hard-earned cash that I made at O'Reilly Auto Parts. And I got to buy a fucking helper. Oh, 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 that's the new definition of rock. And then that is crazy to carry it in a little travel case. Dude, what if you got Where busted you in the an airport? Travel? Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, name will remain anonymous who forgot that she had. Oh, really? An electric tool in a mesh pocket on the side of a carry on bag. Oh, fuck. And they got under the. Uh, no, she didn't realize until she was on the plane walking down the aisle and she was wondering how many people had seen it. <laughs> she walked to the airport. <laughs> it gone through. She had no clue. She completely forgot. That's hilarious. It went through the scanner. Yeah. And she said, oh, yeah, I just strolled all the way through the airport. It's in a completely... You know, transparent mesh pocket on the side of her bag. Had oh, my no, God. No idea at all. How many women out there, okay? This has to be a, a fear of women where mm-hmm. if they got their toy, okay? Yeah. And for some reason, they drop dead. Oh, yeah. Somebody's going to find Someone's going to find that thing somewhere. I mean, that's what they're going to think about. You know, hey, I cleaned out her house or I found the body. And guess what? In the nightstand, there was a whole fucking, you know, four of them or whatever. Yeah. What, what do you do with it? Well, it's... Uh, the book was Permanent Midnight by Jerry Stahl. Okay. Insanely wild book, if you want to read that. Look. Look. <laughs> to your advice. I would say, you know, for the woman, you go, yeah, there's that thing, right? <laughs> but for guys, oh, we had kids that we went to San Diego with. Yeah. That were on, they were on like the ASB board, right? Yeah. Probably Glee Club, those assholes. So then this one guy, Goody Two Shoes, he throws a party at his house, right? Yeah. Now, when you're 17 in Encinitas, you're all jacked up on Bartles and James. You get you get ballsy. So you start reaching around, sniffing around, right? Like your modern-day Dantana. And son of a bitch, if this guy's dad... Didn't have about 22 candy samples movies. And you're like, no way. <laughs> and you're like, well, we're like, well, the old man likes him busty. <laughs> but now when we see this kid, right? Now when we see this kid at school, we're like, hey, what's up, Tommy? How's everything going? How's your perv old man? Yeah. And then Candy's got a new movie coming out, but he probably already knows that. So it's the same thing. I, I, right? Every guy's sitting there. I don't know, man. The, the, the porn thing seems a little bit different to me. Like the porn thing, so many people look at porn nowadays that to know that you actually use this thing to, to get you off. I think that's a little bit different. I remember you think uh, that's better than your collection of chic magazines. Yeah, yeah, it's worse. It's definitely worse. I think if you're a girl, that's one of the things that you you're freaking out about. 
Like, here's... So my collection of like over 60 magazines, yeah. I'm fine? Okay, look, a minute. The worst way to go... <laughs> the worst way to go, okay? Yeah. Would it be like to have a massive heart attack while you're watching porn? And have people just walk in and, and find... Oh, and go, yeah. Jesus. Guy's going Winnie the Pooh style. He's just wearing a t-shirt and no pants. And there's porn on his phone. <laughs> and I think it's all little people. It's all midget porn. Did you hear about Wally? Yeah, it's sad he passed away. Well, fuck yeah, it's sad he passed away. Did you hear what was going on? No. I just heard he died. They found him. He passed away in sleep. Bullshit, dude. Bullshit. Fuck a guy's pounding the pelican. Watching porn, shaking hands with the governor. What? Yeah, he's watching little guy porn. All little guys. It was like, uh... What? Was it like Wizard of Oz? Fuck, no. It wasn't even that. I'd give him a break if it was that. No, it's like little guy gangster. Little guy thug movie. Really? Yeah, who produces that? Fuck, ask him. Well, I guess you can't. <laughs> oh, Jesus. See? Yeah, you just be done, right? Just be done. You just have to. Uh, I remember at uh, Stern like 20 years ago when, you know, Robin still doesn't date anybody on the show. He asked her, he goes, what do you want me to do with all your, 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 you know, tools? You got a fucking tool belt over there. Yeah. And uh, he goes, she goes, I don't know. Just hide it. He goes, I'm just going to paint them all black and stick them on the mantle. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> now, I think I got a million dollar idea. All right. Good. I'm always for it. I got a million dollar idea. Yeah. Okay, I would think that the woman always has the one go-to, right? Yeah, I imagine there's one better than the other. Yeah, okay. Now, I'm going to guess that it's pretty pretty impressive. Okay. Goddamn, Dave, you know what you do with that? (laughs) You figure out a way to take that tool. Yeah. That assistant. Let's get that Padre game back on, kid. Jesus, okay. Do your role. Padre's right. about to win. This game's right here on the bottom of the Well, I win, no, because I've been Whatever watching Dodger baseball. Oh, my God. It's 4-2. Okay, listen to me. Putting the Pirates. Listen right to me. Sorry the Tigers aren't coming to town for you struggling and can't hit against the fucking Pirates. Here's the million-dollar idea. Okay. We sell a two-for-one. <laughs> now, that thing is a, a stress reliever. But you know what else it is, Dave? It's a goddamn urn. <laughs> and when she passes away, we save her ashes in that thing. And her and her buddy live happily ever after. And then who do you give it to? Grandma. Nana. Toothbrush holder. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, that's it. All right, listen. Yes. All I'm going to tell you is they laughed at Christopher Columbus. Yeah, they sure did. And now some now asshole. His own holiday, yes. Some asshole is going to come up with that idea. Go and, ahead. You mark it on your own. You can have it. Me and Flugs. <laughs> Flugs put a big Cubs logo right on it. Pocketearn.com. Jesus Christ. Who's what's our, what's who's our design you? team? Damn, I get 900 emails a week from fucking Walchip telling me everything going on. I swear to God. What are you talking about? I get more. I don't know who, who hits me up more. 
Okay. The Cali Barbecue email team, where I get a hundred a week, or the guys calling me, telling me they're from the fucking IRS <laughs> and my social security card. I think they all work over there together in the same office. They're like, send them an email, call him. Send them an email, call him, bro. <laughs> Fuck. All day long, I get it. How many emails do you get from him a week? From Sean, I get a bunch of text messages. We, I don't know. The emails, I don't get a ton of emails. I just get different text messages here and there. And basically, when he tells me he's going to be on TV, I watch every one of them. I like that. That's fun. Yeah, I tell you, man, he's, he's a damn marketing genius. He makes, he's friends with every TV person in town. So whenever he has something to push, boom, it's on television. No advertising to pay for. I like that. Yeah, he's not a dumb guy. He's the guy that should be marketing your urn. Pocket urn? Your pocket urn. You and uh, Sean and Lisa Ann should market it for you. Yeah. <laughs> I could be. She would know. You she know, know. Uh, I've become friends with a couple of authors. Okay. One of my all-time favorite authors who's here in San Diego. And I think, Dave, we could actually, we got two chairs here. When, when are you get? you already had your second shot. No, I'm getting them Friday. Okay. You and I be completely vaccinated. One of the guys uh, who I always enjoyed reading was a guy named Mike Sager. Mike Sager has written some of the craziest stories through the years. Written for Rolling Stone or Esquire, GQ, all this shit, right? Writes wild shit about all the, the, you know, the seedy part of life. Yeah. Drugs and crazy things. He wrote the wildest article 10 years ago about John Holmes and the Wonderland murders and that whole thing. Right. And just the, and you go, wow, this is just like so many people just live a completely different life than we live. Yeah. And so I reached out. Sager got right back to me and he lives like 10 minutes from me in PB. So I said, Hey, when things calm down, just cause I'm a huge fan of yours. I go, buy you a beer. He goes, yeah, that'd be great. And I go, what do you got coming? He goes, dude, right up your alley. I'm working with Tom Byron on his autobiography. And I go, you know what? You get that fucking thing done. We'll, we'll bring Tom Byron in here dude, to tell his bring story. Bring Tom in. Yeah. I got one question for Tom. What's that? Every scene Tom has ever done. I've been watching Tom since I was in high school. Is Tom retired? He's retired, right? I would, yeah, how, how old is that guy? Is he still 17 <laughs> or 18, I guess? Sorry. That was Tracy Lord. Yeah, what are you, what's wrong with you? What's, what's wrong know, with you? He's still 19. Hold on. Fuck, I can't believe you think he's Now I'm going to have this on my search engine. I don't want <laughs> this great. shit on my search Blame engine. Blame it on the cat. No shit. Damn it. Dude, is he 60? No way. He's easily over in his 60s. He's exactly 60. Just yeah. turned 60. Poor Jerry... At the barbecue place right now is like, God damn, I feel old. <laughs> every scene Tom ever did. Here's my question. He yeah. looks like he's in pain in the middle of every scene. Like yeah. all of a sudden, like somebody kicked him in the nuts. Oh. I'm like, what is your deal? You, you have the worst fuck face. <laughs> <laughs> like everything looks like it's going so well. Why all of a sudden do you look like somebody kicked you in the nuts? Ah, oh, Tom. What happened? Every time. Hall, every- of, Hall of Famer. Where is their Hall of Fame? Davy and Hall of Fame? I don't know. I'm guessing Vegas. Should be San Fernando Valley. Do, do they do tours? <laughs> don't touch anything. Don't yes. touch anything. Yeah, it's not like when you go to Canton. 
and you can go, hey, Jesus there's God. Paul Horning's game-worn jersey. Well, that's fun, but I went to Vegas and saw Tom Byron's game used. <laughs> oh, that sounds entertaining. Yeah. Jesus, man. All right, we'll get Sager in here one night. Yeah. We can almost start booking guests again. Isn't that cool? Tom started doing movies in 1985, so he was 24. When he God, started doing movies. 24. He looked like he was 18. <laughs> you tell him that. Yeah. 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 That guy. Yeah. I'm telling anyone who's listening to the show right now, don't look him up. Okay? It's not good. 90% of the people in this audience know who he is. Yeah. Right? I know. First thing it says on Todd Byron, best known for Anal Inferno. Oh, wow. <laughs> don't look it up. Well, everybody's got to be known for something. Great. How about the guy who Now wrote it's on that? my search engine, not yours. How about the guy who had to write that? <laughs> How about the guy that had to write that? You just walk in, hey boss, what's up? What's up? Where you been? You're 10 minutes late. Well, fuck, traffic. All right. What am I doing today? I fucking asked you for four days to write the Wikipedia on Tom Byron. Is it done? All right. Is the porn guy? Yeah, asshole, he's known for Anal Inferno. God damn, do I have to write it for you? Fuck. You have your review coming up. Okay. Okay. You can shake your ass back to Bazooka Joe. Let's go. I thought he was in Tonsil Twister. No! <laughs> Holy shit! It's Christy Canyon. Ah, yeah, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Off I go. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, it's done. Check it for grammar. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure everybody's reading this. <laughs> oh, my God. That's too fucking funny right there. That's right. too damn funny. Look, your Padres are going to pull this out. Can I change the channel? No. Okay. Mark Melanson has been the shocker of the Padres of guys that I trashed before the season began and has been outstanding, by the way. I I mean, the fact that Ian Kennedy has eight saves, would yeah. probably that would be the only thing more shocking, right? Yeah. Because who would you think was going to close at the start? Pagan? Dude, I thought it was Pomeranz. Pomeranz? Yeah. I thought it was Pomeranz. Honestly, I did not like the signing at all. I saw him not do well with the Giants and going, fuck this guy. He was pretty good for Atlanta last he year. He was fine with Atlanta. But he was mo best known for catching that home run ball in the bullpen during the playoffs. Remember, <laughs> and act like he didn't yeah. give a shit? Yeah. He was best known for that. It's funny. My, my son, who's like you, is a big Padre fan. Made an interesting point to me about Craig Stamen or Stamen, whatever, yeah. whatever you want to pronounce it. He goes, the reason people hate this guy is because he only comes in when things go to shit. Like, oh, yeah. like if somebody gets injured, warm him up. Somebody gets rocked yeah. in the first inning, warm him up. And so people automatically, when they see him, he's like, you know, bad news, Craig's coming in. But he's done well, too. Dude, unbelievable. And he's pitched a shitload of innings. Like, yeah, he's on pace for like 100 innings this year. Yeah. As a reliever. Yeah, he, he's... He is really, like, genuinely an unsung hero, yeah. right? And he's been a guy that has had his ups and downs. Yeah. I think last year there were a few nights we sat in here and watched him. We go, God damn, this guy. You know, they just keep going to him, going to him. But you're you're 100% right, Dave, that this year that guy has just been as reliable as Absolutely. it can be. And. I just, I don't know. I'm always fascinated by that. Just the ability to get up and do that. And I was listening to an interview 
And I'm trying to think of who it was, and I, I'd give credit to them. Oh, I think it was Scanlon. Bob Scanlon was talking about this, and Bob was saying that as a reliever, it's a challenge, right? Because you only have so many bullets in the gun. Yeah. And Bob said, yeah, there were times when you would pitch three times over the course of the week, and by that third time, your arm just felt like it was dying. Yeah. And Bob said, why does why does my arm hurt so bad? Wait a second. Why, look, I know we're watching a game on TV and yes. you're talking. Why is that a foul ball? I'm confused. Didn't they just hit the base? Well, I thought the umpire called it fair, too. Yeah, what, I don't understand anything that just happened. So, sorry interrupting of something that no one has any idea what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that was very weird. Okay. Uh, no, I'm with you. I thought he motioned fair. Yeah, and I was getting pissed at Profar for half-assing. Oh, oh went off, off his, his foot. foot. I was right. pissed at Profar for jogging after the ball. I'm like, Run, go get the ball, you dick. Ah! That hurt. The Todd um, father. Yeah. Um, but what we're – oh, but what Scan said was, which I don't think we ever think of, it was a really cool insight – is he said, yeah, I only pitched three times, but you also had me get up three other exactly times right. and warm up. And he goes, it just fries your arms. So yeah. that's what Scan said is always the thing that's the most impressive about a manager is utilizing you. If you get yeah. up, then I'm getting you in the game and finding a way. I'm not going to have you get up and then sit down and then yeah. try to come back to you tomorrow. So that was what I thought was pretty good. But no, it's a great point. You have a great point, especially. I mean, there's a difference of saying I need you to warm up, and the difference of saying I need you to get hot. I mean, hot means you're going in right now. As soon as you wave your hat and tell us you're ready to go, you're uh, get hot. And then if you you don't go in again, it's like you did appear in the game. You just aren't any numbers to show for it. So you're right. You just burned them for that day by telling them to get hot. Now, if I asked you, Dave, if somebody came up to you on the street said, "Hey, I watch Padre baseball a lot, yeah. and I know you know Pomeranz and Sweeney, you know Grant and Orsillo." But the guy I'm always the most interested in is he's a former player. How would you describe Bob Scanlon to somebody that's only seen them on TV and never met him? It's funny. I just had this question asked to me in the about last Scan? week about Scanlon. I go, nicest guy you're going to meet. Scan, yeah. Scan is extremely nice. I mean, as much as you think, you know, you do, obviously. We know Mark's a good guy. Mark's been a friend of ours yeah. forever. And Mark is nice on there and off there. Yeah. And he's very, very funny. I don't know Scanlon to know if he has a sense of humor. But every time he does. I've talked to, to Scanlon, number one, I know he's very religious. Two is he's extremely, extremely nice. And the thing that I would say if somebody asked me about Scan, and I think we all know people like this in our life, Scan is that dude that looks you directly in the eye when yeah. you're talking, very personable, um, genuine in yeah. his interest in you. Here's why I bring it up. I bring it up, and I, I would co-sign on every way you describe Scan uh, as a person and a man of faith. Because the other day we were looking on YouTube at wild baseball brawls. Yeah. And there were two different cup fights that Scan was right in the middle of. He hit Dave Hollins and Dave Hollins' mullet. Yeah. And Hollins wanted a piece of him, and the Phillies went after him, and it was uh, Jim Lefevre was managing for the Cubs, and I don't even know who was managing for the Phillies, but they wanted a piece of him. And then it was a second Cubs fight, and goddamn if Scan wasn't on the mound for that one, too. Wow, that's funny. And it just struck me because yeah. my kids are like, I go, dude, I know that guy. And they're like, hey, that's the same Cubs pitcher. I go, yeah. 
And they're like, oh, wow. Is that who he is? I go, I would have never guessed that in a, in a million years. That's pretty funny. But what it told me was, not knowing enough of the background, I go, man, that tells me Scan's a teammate. That yeah, something I, may have happened. Yeah. And that Scan's a teammate and, and stood up for his team or defended his team. So Scan's been on our show probably 10 times. Oh, yeah. You great. know, he he's, was on with us a lot. Always At 1090. Was, at 1090 and also at 1360, he was on yeah. the last time. And again, he was he was always extremely nice. I know this. My wife's closest friend, who she's been friends with for 30 years. Yeah. Her brother and Scan are best friends. Oh, no and kidding. when Josh, because of the pandemic, lost his TV job, Scan made a phone call for him and didn't know Josh. And I didn't make the call to Scanson. Do you know anybody? But he, I think he contacted somebody in the Padres and said, hey, do you need have someone that needs editing or whatever? But Scan just did it because he's solid, man. It was it was my wife's friend. I don't even yeah. know if he put two and two together that that was my son. Uh, I don't so it wasn't know. like I polled any like, hey, can you can you do me a favor? He, yeah. he literally was just looking out for a kid that needed a TV job that had a TV job. I just I cracked up because, like I said, Sweeney, Mud, Pomeranz, yeah. Orsillo, Agler, Tony, like all those guys we've known a long, long time. Some of them longer than others. But Bob is just, yeah, he's just the coolest dude, so mellow. Oh, it was fucking positive. Do you think it was safe there? Who's out? I think he's out, that one. But By the way, the one before, we're watching the pods game. Everyone knows what happened. Tatis with two outs, ground ball to him, and it was beat out at first base. That should be an error on Tatis. He, he's the one that wasted time getting the ball over. Got what the ball, you, popped his glove, and then threw it, and he was safe. The, Didn't uh, make the play. Dave, I'm watching his throws. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'd like to know. I mean, we How saw How many the, hit the dirt? Well, remember the other night when yeah. we saw it with Weathers? We were sitting down here, and it was the second pitch, and they noticed the velocity for Weathers, and yeah. they couldn't. Um, What's he talking? That's a horrible call, dude. Yeah, he's out by a mile. Yeah, but did his foot come off the back? No. Hang on. No, he's on. No. <laughs> Padres win. Yeah, Padres win. Check it. Ring it up. <laughs> um, but I don't know how much Kim plays third base either, right? I mean, that's a different... No, no, but I'm saying the I one gotcha. at Chatees, the one before. This but, one on Kim, I have no problem with Kim. I'm oh, saying... Oh, God. Fernando's the one that sat there that and popped the 20 yards. No, I got it. Yeah. What I'd like to know, though, is to me, it feels like the velocity for Tatis is off. Like, his throwing motion's yeah. off. There's something off. That doesn't... Right? Agree. Like, there, if it's the shoulder or something yeah. else is going on. But, like, just on that throw right there. Yeah. That doesn't look like... No, it's not. It's not Fernando of last year. Yeah, there's a that problem. That looked like Scott Coolbaugh. Yeah, in short. I, I mean, dude, I'm and I'm not hating on Fernando. I've said a million times he's the most exciting guy in all of baseball. He's thrown at least twelve balls in the dirt that Hosmer saved his ass wrong. already this year. Something's wrong. Yeah, something's different. Especially after. I, I mean, I get it. It was sixty games. Yeah. But when you go sixty games without an error. Yeah. And then you have all of them this year. Yeah. That's just not trying to make plays to live up to a contract, in my opinion. Yeah. And I would say that if he was, if we were just watching for the Angels or the Dodgers or anybody else, you don't have that dramatic a drop off unless something's going down. No, it's interesting to see, you know, the way Hosmer is, and when Cronenworth played first the other day and made made a fantastic pick on a play. But Machado's the only guy in the infield that you know it's going to hit you right in the chest every time a every ground ball. Time. If you're Hosmer, you have to be thinking: if it's Tatis, fuck, where's this going? Am I going to yeah. pick this, or is this going to be a throw that's a good throw is 97 miles an hour, and hopefully it doesn't go through my glove? But it, it, you just don't know. 
he's as good as he is. I 100% agree with you. There's something wrong with his shoulder. Uh, I like him a lot defensively. Yeah. Uh, I like him, and I like Cronenworth, too. Can't hit for shit. Yeah. Kim, Kim can't hit for shit. Yeah, you got to keep him in there. But it's uh, eh, whatever you're gonna do. Again, Padres win, so they, they did what they're supposed to do. You did take care of business it? against the Pirates. You're so fucking nervous watching these sissy Dodgers that I didn't even see the play being made. Which one? Just now they were. Re- did they review? Yeah, it? they reviewed it. Padres won. Well, they didn't call them out. Yeah, they called them out. The players are all shaking hands and shit on the field. No, check again. Oh, you motherfucker! You just don't want me to watch the Dodger game. I guarantee you it's the post game show. They did. It's over. All right, that's good. Pods win. <laughs> You asshole, what did I literally left it on to Hosmer and those guys were high-fiving each other? Oh, no, he was just nodding. And they were playing that song. What do, the, what do they say after, after a Padre game? What's the song? Do you even know what the victory song is? Let's go Padres. <laughs> Show them how it's done. That's, that's it. Let's go Padres. Let's have some baseball fun. That, <laughs> every time I hear that, I think of Ernie Martinez. It's dumbest shit of all time. Dumbest, yeah, and the song sucks too. Yeah, <laughs> but that's all you got. The Charger song, Supercharger song wasn't great either. No. That, that's, uh, that's it. I was listening to Terry Bradshaw yesterday ripping the fuck out of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Calling him dumb as a box of rocks. Did you yeah. see that whole deal? He's so dumb, and he starts going, I mean, if he played in San Diego, do you think, and I'm like, dude, do you even dude. know San Diego doesn't have a team? I mean, what are you yeah. fucking talking about? Hollywood Henderson's who's the, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> who's the dumb as a box of rocks guy? I want to know the weirdest thing about this whole Packers story. I mean, for me, yeah. not for... Do you love it as a Viking fan? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. But, the, but the wild thing is, I told you, the uh, Eric Gruppner yeah. played high school football for my uncle in Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, the GM of the Packers played high school football for my uncle, no way. too. So... <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. So I mean, not that, the coincidence part, but the fact that... Two guys he, from his team... To me, though, it's crazy. I mean, we talk about how much, you know, you Charger fans out there who are listening who just love that team live and die. You have no idea. Yeah. There's a different level when you Correct. go to Minnesota or Green Bay. Right. That's the fact that-, that that kid grew up as the biggest probably Viking fan oh, of all time, absolutely. like everyone else in that state, to go run the Green Bay Packers is fucking insane. Yeah. That's well, wild. I said to my uncle, I go, what do you do? He goes, it's fikes. <laughs> like all the time. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, my uncle's been a season yeah. ticket holder for 50 years. So, but I'm dying laughing because I go, it's pretty wild. And I would think Eric and Brian, Gutenkiss or whatever that guy's name is, they're, they're relatively close in age. I don't yeah. know if they were teammates on that team, the whole deal. Both crazy successful. Yeah. 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 But I was like, holy cow. Now, I don't know if his beef, I mean, that's the guy who drafted Jordan Love. That's the thing. Right? Yep. You, and you you never, ever draft an offensive player. I mean, the, the the Packers never take an offensive guy in the first round except for Jordan Love. I got to believe the only team that makes sense right now is the Raiders. That, exactly right. It, it, it absolutely makes perfect sense. I don't know what the Broncos would do to go get it. Aaron Rodgers in Vegas for the Raiders would be unbelievable. Yeah, and if you're the Packers, you go, well, we got him out of the NFC. We'd only face Correct. the Raiders if we match up in the Super Bowl. Correct. And that's where you go. And you have to believe that Gruden, Mayock, Mark Davis. Yes. Or, I mean, Mark Davis right now is printing money in Vegas. Exactly right. Can you and, and they have to look at that and go, this year is the year we can let people back in. And 
Hey, Derek Carr, we we love you. Yeah. But dude, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers wearing the black and silver. Wow, it's a whole different thing, man. It's Come a, on, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. That division gets crazy exciting. Now, the other thing that people forget—I mean, did you have you have Mahomes, you'd have Rodgers, you'd have Herbert, all in the same division? Yeah. And people go, oh, you know, would he retire for Jeopardy? Dude, those guys make insane money. Yeah. They make insane amounts of money. Like, tw- he can make $20 million. So if you go, now they blame the uh, Shailene Woodley, right? Yeah. Every Packer fan blames her. She's Yoko. <laughs> wants everything done. Yep. But if you're him and you can move to L.A., you work – Four days a month, you're making fifteen to twenty million. Yeah, but you get a five year deal. They loved him on that show. They don't hit you when you're hosting Jeopardy. They don't hit you. You live your whole life, and you're hanging out. And he was a fan of that show. See, man, I, I, if I'm a Packer fan, as a Vikes fan, I'm like, this is great. Yeah, this is great. I love it. Yeah, you should. I do because they're gonna overplay their hand. They're absolutely going to overplay their hand on that deal, and I, I'm, I think they're going to blow it. And that's where I, I think it was Dan Patrick or somebody said Dave the other day that yeah, the the idea that the team owns the team is really, really, or the city, yeah, owns the team, is really fun. Yeah, but this is the time when you need, uh, a, uh, Jerry Jones, right? You need a powerful owner. You need a Stan Kroenke. You need a guy like Dean. Fuck. Can you imagine? I mean, that's the only one better. Well, I'm sorry. As we're watching base. Look, all you do is touch the base. Yeah. And the, and the Dodgers don't score. Dude, why didn't Rizzo touch the base? Fucking he hates the pots. He hates Still it. pissed. God damn it. <laughs> this goddamn guy. Thank God we got him out of here. Thank God you ran him out after fucking oh. three games. <laughs> No, okay, so here you go. Brett Favre made a comment today talking about it. Yeah. And he goes, the question is, who can afford, afford was the word he used, uh, for Aaron Rodgers not to play for the Packers? Because he said he's sitting out. Sure, yeah. Well, it's fucking Aaron Rodgers can afford. The Packers can't afford to say, we were a team that almost made it to the Super Bowl a year ago. We're going to throw this kid in Jordan Love to be the starter and expect to be just as good as we were last year. Yeah. There's no fucking chance they're just as good as they were last year without Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he was the MVP of the fucking league. Yeah. So you've completely fucked things up. And so maybe the only answer is now that, you, unfortunately, you're going to have to make a trade. You have to. And it sounds like the only team that that seems like it could work would be, as you said, the Raiders are the team. You know who I love is uh, Pat Kerwin. Pat Kerwin from NFL Network. Yeah. And I think he came on with us one time out of training camp. He's so goddamn good. And Pat was on leading into the draft. Yeah. And they brought up to him. So we were seeing what's up with Aaron Rodgers and could he go to the Niners, right? The Raiders, Denver, everything else. And Pat Kerwin goes, you know what I tell Aaron Rodgers if he tells me that? I tell him goodbye. Because he goes, how many years do I have left with him? Yeah. One year? Two years? He's going to walk next year. Yeah. He's got one year left. So right now I look at it and I go, it's hard for me to believe that I have not gotten the best out of Aaron Rodgers' NFL career. Yeah. And he said, I have no emotion at all when I tell him, thanks, see you later, 
And he's immediately on the open market. And he goes, if anybody in my fan questions it, I said, he wants out. That's it. And I'm about the team. I'm not about him. He's out. We got draft picks. The draft picks, if we do it right, will be here for this team for the next 10 years. And he'll go somewhere and play one year, two years, and then he's out of the league. Because I move him, and it's a two-minute conversation. Thanks for what you meant to the Packers. See you later. And I go, God damn, that's it. Because it's it's the thing uh, that the Eric – uh, uh, the guy who was the right-hand guy to Goodell. Yeah, the guy who said... Uh, you don't let emotion exactly. impact decisions. Yeah. Said it in St. Louis when the guy, uh, Bernie Miklas, was freaking yeah. out about the NFL, letting the Rams leave. And was it... It's, it's like Eric Rubman? Yeah, it, yeah. It's something like that. Yeah. And he said, Bernie, you're getting emotional. The reason yeah. why the NFL is successful. It's a great line to use on anybody you have an argument with. And I See tra- how that goes. And I tracked him down at the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, I remember. And he was great. I thought you tracked him down at Spreckles Theater. No. Because I thought he said it in St. Louis before he came to San Diego and said He it. did, but I talked to him at Goodell's thing in San Francisco. And I said, man, I have quoted that line. And he started laughing. Yeah. Try, 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 it, with, try it with your spouse. See how that line goes. Yeah. I yeah. Go, Good that luck line. fixing your teeth. And he goes, man, that's why we're the NFL. We don't let emotion get in the way of tough decisions. And he said, yeah. He goes, I love Bernie. He was emotional today. I go, yeah, yeah he was all upset. How's Bernie doing now? Fuck, probably. What's he writing about? I, I probably the Judases. <laughs> <laughs> Calling the Rams. <laughs> think he calls Cronky Fredo? I think they have bike lanes in, in uh, St. Louis. Yeah, oh my God, dude, that's I think funny. Think he's worrying about that. Oh my God, that's funny. Yeah, that, it, it it is interesting. I thought, I, honestly, I thought a year ago. Yeah. I think I said it, no joke, on our show that my prediction was Aaron Rodgers would be a Raider by this time next year. Uh, just, I just said it, not knowing this shit was going to happen. I just yeah. thought the Packers would have to say we got love. Eventually, we're going to get rid of Aaron and we're going to get something for him. But I thought the Raiders, I remember saying the Raiders, the Giants, the Redskins were the teams that I could see making a move. But it makes no sense to trade him in the NFC. Right. I think, uh, no, you can't do that. No. And so, yeah, right now, I'm just telling you, man, you get into a game of chicken with him, you're going to lose. And now all of a sudden he walks and you have to just go to Jordan Love. And I don't know, Dave, can he sit out for a year and then come back next year as a free agent? Yeah, of course. I mean, you, when you look at what Tom Brady is doing, and Tom yeah. Brady is still, you know, playing, playing along, and then you look at Rodgers is what thirty six. Yeah, did you see Brady's quote so, the other day? No, what do you say, Edelman? No, goes, ah, Julian's not going to retire. He's just scared to tell Bill that he wants to go to Tampa. He goes, <laughs> I get it. I've been there. Is that what he said? <laughs> I get it. I've been there. Because I've been there. He goes, did Edelman retire? Yeah. Well, yeah. he failed the physical. That's yeah. what happened. He filled a physical in New England. Yeah, he goes, yeah, he didn't retire. He just got, he's just too scared to tell Billy he wants to go to Tampa. He goes, yeah, believe me, I get it. I've been there. That's a great line. <laughs> Ripping his buddy. But can you imagine how great that would be for the NFL? Yeah. Because I think Vegas and Allegiant is going to be so great. Yep. I think that is going to be outstanding. And then you get the reigning MVP there as quarterback. Man, if I'm Mayock and Gruden, I'm calling every day, right? Yeah. But I don't think, Dave, I don't think you have to go 
some crazy price like four number ones. I, I and and look, they're probably not going to take car, right? They're not going to want car because they got love. So you're going to have to do something else. But I'm I'm just going to tell. That's where it gets confusing because if you have car and you aren't able to trade car, I don't know cap hits all that shit how that works for the Raiders. Uh, it, you can buy them out. That'd be interesting. Well, it's always those those weird contracts, like certain dates yeah. that happened. That's one of those those general manager cap hit guys that understand all that works. So you'd think beforehand, whatever would happen is that car would be a guy returning. But I don't know, as you said, why would you want car returning? Yeah. When he's only thirty and you have Jordan Love sitting there, yeah. who says I expect to play sometime soon. Yeah, there's going to be somebody could use car. Yeah. Right. He's he's going to have car a job. complete seventy percent of his passes. Yeah. He's going to have a job, and so you go and flip him right. Shit, the Lions may take him. I Jesus. know they got Goff and nine hundred million on the books for Dude, him. Car's better than a lot of guys in the NFL. Yeah, he's, he's better than a lot of dudes. Yeah, and so it, it's uh, it, it's fascinating. I think Aaron Rodgers on the Raiders would be would be just something else. It'd be really cool. The NFL always finds a way to make it exciting. Oh, here you go. The draft is over, page. and now all of a sudden it's still the number one story in sports. Is and we'll you're be. talking about the MVP possibly moving teams and saying I'm not I'm yes. not coming back. Yes. Like um, I'm not coming back. So, figure it out. Yep, that man, that is that is something else right there. Hey, want to mention Brian Curry? People were asking me the other day, what's the name of the guy that you guys talk about all the time? I'm thinking about selling my house and moving it into an apartment until the market changes because I think oh. I can make more money on my house than ever before. Uh, another friend told me the other day that they bought a house a month ago. The value yeah. of their home has already gone up $90,000 in the last 30 days. Jeez. Brian Curry is the guy you need to talk to with this crazy real estate market. And right now, if you're interested in selling your house or moving into a neighborhood that of your dreams, Brian Curry is the guy you need to talk to as soon as possible. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Well, and I think, Dave, too, that, that idea of a property jumping that much in that short period of time, are you allowed to sell, right? Can you find a bank that would allow you to take out a loan on January 1st and get out of it on April 1st? God damn, I guess the way the housing market's going. We were just saying today, we were out in Carlsbad in kind of a, a back neighborhood, and then I was talking to a couple of buddies of mine that live down in Carmel Valley, and Carmel Valley is just another, right? You're close to the freeway. You're close to the beach. Such a great area for families. There are so many different places in this community where you can live and live right. The guy who knows them better than anybody is Brian. Give him a call and tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. And when you think about getting that pool, man, it is getting warm like we said it was going to be. Taylor May Pools, that's who you need to talk to. People have asked me, give me that number Taylor May Pools where I need to talk to right away because you're either thinking about buying a pool as I was stopped again yesterday while getting a haircut. What's the name of your pool guy? And I said, I'll send you the information right away. We have a pool in the backyard, but it's not ready to go. So Taylor May Pools is who you need to talk to. Again, they can build you a brand new pool or they can fix the pool that you have. Alan Taylor's your guy, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Yeah, Dave, you mentioned it. Driving, it was weird this morning. If anybody's back in the commute like I am, Man, you're leaving this morning, and especially if you're going up to five, it was 60 degrees, marine layer in, felt like a November, December morning. Yep. And then all of a sudden by 11 o'clock, man, all of that had burned off, and we went to lunch up in Carlsbad. Absolutely gorgeous day. But we're living that right now. We all know what's happened the last couple of years. Sure, it's beautiful early part of May, 
But then we get to the end of June, early July, first part of August. Man, those Santa Anas roll in. And if it's unbearable at the coast, you know what it's going to be inland. We'll find a way to uh, to counteract that. And no better way to do that than by having a brand-new tailor-made pool put in. Man, your kids are going to love it. Their friends are going to love it. And everybody in your family is going to love it. I don't know what you're waiting for. You can take a look at our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Take a look on that sponsor page, and you will see for yourself what Alan Taylor and his group have done for others. Make sure they do it for you next. Absolutely. Look, Dan Williams is the person you need to talk to when it comes to your finances. Many of you have figured out, you know what, I'm not too good at this. You've probably known it for years. If you aren't good with your finances now, you probably have never been good with your finances. Unfortunately, that is most of you. Dan Williams can help you out. Again, we tell you to check out his Two Minute Tuesday on YouTube. He gives you free advice right there. Also wants to help you get out of debt, find your first home. Get out of the rental market. You're too old. Come on, stop giving your money to someone else. Start making an investment. Dan Williams is your guy. 858-688-6813. I've got to buy a car in the next month. And You're going to buy it this month? I'm going to try. Okay, here's the key, okay? All right. Wait till one of the last few days of the month before you do it, because everybody's trying to hit those numbers. Oh, I like that. Okay, so that's when they're going to give you the best deals. Okay. So, so wait till uh, wait till the 30th or 31st, then jump in there, and they're going to go, fuck, either we haven't hit our numbers or we're going to set a record for the most cars we've ever sold oh, this month. Oh, I could make it to the end? Okay. Yeah. Good take it, Dave. I knew eventually after 22 years. So one thing years, I'm good at, buying cars. <laughs> yeah. That's good work by you, kid. I'm proud of you. Uh, the one thing that Dan Williams has helped so many people, myself included, do is get yourself so your credit score is not only good, not only great, it's outstanding. And if you don't think that makes a difference when banks are trying to determine whether or not they should give the loan to you or give it to the guy over there, you're only fooling yourself, man. Find a way to get your credit improved. Borrow smart, repay smart is Dan's method of doing it. Like I said, whether you're buying a car I know that Frances McDermott movie won a bunch of Academy Awards where she drives around and lives in a van. Yeah. And now a lot of you are like, you know what? I thought about getting that house in Coronado, but screw it. Maybe I just get a Dodge van. No, no, no. Listen, I know it won the Academy Award, okay? Just like a couple years ago when Jamie Foxx won and all of you all of a sudden went out, bought Ray Charles records, and then two months later you were like, well, I don't know what i do with these. What the fuck are you going to do? It's one thing if you got a cassette tape you don't listen to. The fuck are you going to do when you just put new curtains on that Dodge van? You're going to be looking around going, well, aren't I a shithead? <laughs> don't feel like that. Let Dan help you. Look, that website that you need, Kyle Fluger can help you. I told you. Bring it to life. You can also at the same time. Pocketearn.com. <laughs> sounds as bad as the first time. Pocketearn.com. <laughs> Jesus. We're going to be rich, Jerry. Kyle's your guy. 619-500-6621. I'm telling you, Kyle, right now, if you're listening to this, which I know you are because you listen to every show, if the Cubs win tonight, I'm never playing your fucking song. We're playing S- it. 619-500-6621. I want Kyle to write a jingle for the pocket earn. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a two for one special. Yes. And, and listen, you're going to know your, your pocket earn a lot better than you know your regular earn. <laughs> Never seen that thing until you're living in it. Uh, man, oh, man. I, I was talking to friends today and just uh, one of my closest friends who has been working out of the office. And I said, are you coming back now? 
And she said, not if I can help it. A lot of people are staying home. They want to continue to work from home. You know what that means? They're on their computer all day. And every now and then when the boss isn't looking, they're checking out different websites, which means they could be coming to your website. If your website's not up to par, man, you better give Kyle a call right now because I would think if you did the math, people may give you one look, but it's pretty rare they give you two. If they don't yeah. find what they want, they're moving on. Don't let them do it. Let Kyle and his team help you out. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Okay. Three famous people right here that I have for you. Well, two really famous. One I don't know if you're going to get. Okay. First one, we're going to go big time famous. We're going Adele. Adele. First of all, I'm going to guess you're going to go too old. How about that? All right. I'm going to go 34. Damn, dude. You did go too old, but I thought you were going to go much older. I thought you were going to go closer to the high 40s. Oh, God, no. I wouldn't have done that. 33. It wasn't too bad. No, not at all. Honestly, God, I thought you were going to go 190 million. I thought you were going to go that she was older. No, no, no. She has that older person's voice. Yeah. Man, you did pretty good right there. I'm impressed with that one. All right, good. All right, Chris Brown. Chris Brown, the singer? Chris Brown, the guy that I feel guilty when I like one of his songs because I think he's a piece of shit because he punches women. And yeah. you're going, what a motherfucker. But then you hear one of his songs that you like. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're a fan of the TV show The Office. Oh, yeah. The greatest course. scene in The Office is is the wedding scene where they dance down that aisle. Yeah. And they you know, kicks the girl in the face and the whole deal. Dwight and everything is a train wreck. That's a Chris Brown song. Dude, I like that. The scene that lays me out every time because the bloopers lay me out every Son time. Of a bitch. Yeah. Is when, <laughs> is when uh, Michael's showing the plasma. Oh, yeah. And he pulls it out. And if you the watch dinner? The, Yeah, the dinner. That goddamn episode is unbelievable. But they said it took him like 40 times to film that scene because every time he pulls the TV out of the wall, Jim just dies laughing. Yeah. Kills him every time because he's so excited by it. And then Carell starts dying. But the wedding scene, yeah, awesome. Um, I'm going to say Chris Brown's 37. 32. Oh, shit. I thought uh, 100 million. Chris Brown is $50 million. Okay. All right, here we go. I'm going to throw the name at you, and you tell me if you know who I'm talking about. Okay. Danielle Fischel. Do you know who she is? Uh, I do know who she really? is. Um, actress. Yes. I cannot tell you the name of that show. Boy Meets World. Yes. <laughs> that is, yeah, yes. That's correct. Yes. Do you remember um, her name on the show? No. Topanga. Would not have gotten that. I'm going to say she's 40. Exactly right. Really? Yep. Eight million. Four million dollars. That's I, it. Those are the three most famous people on this day. All right. That's okay. pretty good living for her. That was, I was fact it was awesome that you got uh, got the age. I was surprised. All right, here we go. Five random questions. Okay. Describe your perfect day. Uh it's very funny. I had this conversation with a friend of mine who's responsible for it. Now listen, any day that I can spend with my sons is the best day. I tell them all the time if I can just hang out with them. But I'm taking my sons out of the equation. Two years ago tonight, I was in Toronto. And a friend of mine said, we're going to go do something really cool. And we went and we played. We had this bowling alley basically to ourselves. Yeah. And we played this game called five-pin bowling. And Dave, the, the ball is just, you can palm it. It's not a big bowling ball. It's a big Canadian game. You can palm it, and it's only like 
five pins. It's not ten. Do they have regular bowling if you want to do regular bowling? Oh, yeah, of course. But okay. this is an old school kind of Canadian tradition. And the place where we went had been there since like 1923. And old school bartender just pouring us beers, doing that thing, right? I was so fucking horrendous at this game and had so much fun. <laughs> Were you talking shit beforehand? All, I talked shit all the way to the uh, end. I talked shit tonight and said, you're fucking out of your mind. You're delusional, thinking I was bad. I crushed you. <laughs> uh, and then in Toronto, I posted this on Instagram a couple of different or a couple of days ago. This friend of mine took me to a Mexican restaurant called Chula. Which is ironic. Yeah. And we went in. I meant to bring this up to you the other day. We were on the back patio, Cinco de Mayo. We're up there having margaritas that were so goddamn good. And they bring you taco plates, everything else. I have a friend that lives up there that just does the most amazing job of taking me places and showing me around and planning days, right? We had a day where we went to the Hockey Hall of Fame. We played bubble hockey. I think I've told this story. I was up two to one. She gets the puck and she tells me, uh, I'm scoring on you right now. I'm going to put this over your goalie's left shoulder. There's not a fucking thing you can do about it. I got bullshit. And goes in the net. 15, like 15 seconds later, she gets the puck back and she just looks at me. She's got these, like it's crazy, right? Like, you know, do you have friends that have really intense eyes? <laughs> yeah, they're like looking through your eyes to the back of your skull. Yeah. Yes. And the thing was, I had called her out to start the game. They have these Canadian coins called a toonie. And she's just, she's probably been to the Hockey Hall of Fame 40 fucking times, okay. right? But she, she took me because I'd never been. So I take this toonie 10 minutes before what I'm going to say happens, and I put it directly in her face, like directly in her face. And she's like, what? I'm like, it's fucking on. Let's go. And she goes, what? I go, Team USA, Team Canada, bubble hockey, unless you're fucking scared. Don't tell me you let our country down. And she takes this puck. Now it's 2-2. And it's the same goddamn guy coming up the left edge. Yeah. She stops and she looks at me and she goes, you can put that goalie as tight as you want across the post. I'm going to fucking score and beat you again right now. And goddamn if she didn't do it. (laughs) And two seconds later... The buzzer goes off and I lose three to two. Jesus. Now, hang on. It's bad enough that I lose bubble hockey at the Hockey Hall of Fame. Fuck you, dude. It is bad. He lost for our country. One of her closest friends is maybe my all time favorite hockey player, Bobby Orr. Yeah. For my birthday last year, she gets me a signed copy of Bobby Orr's book. And Orr says to her, Well, what's this guy's story? And she goes, Oh, let me tell you. We went to the Hockey Hall <laughs> oh, of Jesus. Fame and I kicked his ass. So now my favorite hockey player knows I can't play. Yeah. I can't fucking close in bubble hockey. And then, uh, but from that day, we went to dinner. We yeah. were at the Blue Jays game where she got a seat 15 rows behind home plate. And then from there, I think it was Blue Jays twins. And then from there, we went to uh, Jurassic Park and stood outside and watched when the Raptors were on their one to the championship. So I have said to her, I've been incredibly lucky to do a bunch of different things in my life. That might have been my favorite day with everything. And this year for Christmas, she sent me a sign that said, uh, second place finisher, World Bubble Hockey Championships, (laughs) Hockey Hall of Fame 2018. I look at it every day. What's your favorite day? 
You know what? Not counting anything sports or kids being born, anything like that. My favorite yeah. day, I think, was the day we one of the days we were in New York a couple years ago. It was wow. uh, it was Josh Reed and myself, and we went and saw everything. I mean, yeah. we saw we went Ground Zero. We went we walked the Brooklyn Bridge. We walked through Soho. Just we, by yourself, right? Just by yourself. I mean, we we talk about it because we walked over thirty thousand steps in God one day. Damn right! It was, it was crazy, and we finished the day off at eleven thirty at night by going to the Empire State Building with nobody there. The best. And there was no, and you saw how it usually is at the Empire State Building. There's a huge line normally Always. to take the tour. There's nobody there. It was like goddamn sleepless in Seattle. Just I mean, right up the elevator. Right there, we paid extra to go higher than yeah. they normally allow you to go. And it was windy as shit, but you could see everything. It was awesome. And then finished it off at like 2.30 in the morning with pizza, you know? Perfect, right? It was, yeah, it was, it was probably my favorite day. Well, it's, like I said about that place, Dave, that I mentioned, that restaurant, yeah. Chula. I preach to my kids all the time that life is about memories and spending them with good people. Yeah. And right there, like you said, I, I have a thousand days with them. But when you have friends that look out for you and plan cool days and you can laugh about it today, yeah, those are really, really special. All right. Very lucky for the people in my life. So this one right here might fall in the same category. But the the question was, what's your favorite all-time memory? Uh, Yeah. I mean, just – I think favorite – oh, I I know what it was. Okay. My favorite all-time memory is the dad took my sons to opening day. Tatis and Machado. Oh, yeah. Because I took a shitload of heat from the school. Um, Their mom wasn't necessarily thrilled with me. They knew I was pissed, and I was dropping about 90 (laughs) F-bombs. And they were laughing. And I told them the entire car ride down, I will never apologize for what I'm doing for you today. There will never be a point in our lives I said, when you're old and I'm way older, there will never be a day when I said, I see it their way. Yeah. I said, they're all wrong and we're right. And I said, we're going to enjoy this day. It's going to be great. And I've got a picture of them uh, on my phone wearing those Padre hats that they gave away with the flag. Cool. Yeah, that's it. And I say to them all their time and their mom finally came around on it. And I just said, I'm a pretty easygoing guy in the sense that, you know, you talked about this, Dave, that, yeah, I'll do what others want, and I'll go along, and I'll follow, I'll play the game by the rules. And yeah. on that day, I knew what Machado was going to mean to this team. I knew what Tatis was going to mean to this team. My sons were 11 years old. It's right at that time where you fall in love with the team, and I was like, fuck it. Yeah. We're going. We went. That was it. That's cool. For you, what is it? You know what? I, I'm not sure. My, you know... I tell you what, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. There have been so many things. I, I think that the happiest I've ever been was when Josh made the University of Alabama football team. Oh God, right. Yeah. You know, I remember. Uh, I remember going. That it was crazy to me because I grew up an Alabama football fan. The, the idea that he was going to be with the team that I rooted for my whole life before yeah. he was born was was insane to me, and still to this day is probably my favorite thing of all time. That he he was going to Alabama and. It just came kind of – actually, it was kind of strange. You and I did a show. I remember the exact show. We were at the Charger facility, and it was the day they drafted Melvin Gordon. Oh, yeah. And I, I told you – I, I remember, do you remember me saying, yeah. oh, hey, Josh, Alabama called, and there's an interest in Josh. And yeah. then he it was working out where he wasn't going to go. He was literally at the University of North Carolina at the time filling out paperwork to go to North Carolina. He was on I'll campus. I'll tell you what I remember about this. Yeah. Go and ahead. then all of a sudden, he gets a phone call from Nick Saban's office saying – Hey, we're here. We hear you're leaving college baseball and you're going back to football. We have a spot for you at the University of Alabama. 
And my wife and son called me, and I said, "You got to get on a plane." It was like it was crazy expensive to get from Chapel Hill to Tuscaloosa, like two thousand bucks. But I said, "You got to get to Tuscaloosa as fast as you can." You called me, or no? We were in the studio at at Extra the next morning, yeah, day before the show. He had just put the picture out the night before in the Jordan jersey yeah. in front of the statue, yeah. And you said, "What do you do?" And I go, "You fucking go to Alabama." Yeah. And you're like, "He's got to go to Alabama," and that was great. And that's the thing that I love because I remember that whole thing, and just being a part of it. Can I add one other one real quick? Uh, go Cubs, go! That's Fuck a Cubs. great good. Out of baby flukes. Jesus Proud of you, kid. Christ! Well, there goes your song, asshole. Yeah. Well, he's gonna send you another clip in a second. Jesus Christ! Uh, I I want to say this one too. Uh, August first, twenty eighteen. Yeah. August 1st, 2018, that night at Eastlake Country Club. Yeah. Because of everybody who came out and was a part of that, everybody that called and reached out and said, hey, I'm thinking of Corey Stewart and, and uh, uh, goddamn, I'm mind blanking, Marshall Falk Foundation yep. that called me that night of the event. Everybody that was a part of that, that came down, Stevie Woods being down there, and and Lisa, of course, Erica was there, Billy was there, so many friends, Albert, and, and just the whole group. If any of you were there that night, yeah, thank you so much. Because I just remember Dave and I thinking, you know what, dude, we'll get 25 people. What Walchef did for us that night, because I remember saying to Sean, hey, maybe we'll do like pulled pork sandwiches in this, right? And he's like, we're not going half-ass. We're going to do it right. And all the team from Cali Comfort that came out and was a part of it, Dave, Sam Bass being there. I mean, I think about a lot of people that were there that night that aren't with us tonight. Sam was there. Jake was there. Erica was there. I think there are a few others there um, that were a part of that. And doing what we did for the charities that Bob McElroy and John Van Zanti and, and that whole group, Che from suicide prevention, just unbelievable. But, and you know, the other thing that was really great about this, you were talking about this tonight and I'm not going to mention any names. No, I'm not because it's a, it's a good thing. There are people that follow us and do things that are really, really great. That mean so much to us. And then there are just a handful of guys that are just complete douchebags that think they're funny or they're entertaining or that we give a fuck about them. And I look back at that night and I'm like, none of those fuckers showed up, right? Yeah. I remember when we were having trouble at the door and Gavin just stepped up. Yeah. And you know, Gavin could have fucking robbed us blind. (laughs) I I mean it. And, And he came to me throughout the night at the end of the night, I walked out with like 16000 in cash. Yes. That all came in through Gavin and and everybody that was a part of it. Man, I know we're going to try to do another one coming up in a couple of weeks. And again, we had Katie Mosier being there. Yes. Right? Yeah. Coyle being there. It was funny. I was just thinking about her today. Yeah. And uh, and just everybody who is a part of that. So, yeah, that that is a very close. That's my 1A. That night, being a part of that, and everybody that stepped up to to raise money for five great causes, man, yeah, that was incredibly special. No, that was cool. That was absolutely one of the best nights ever. All right, here we go. A couple more for you. When okay. scrolling through social media, do you prefer posts from celebrities or from your friends? No, 100% from my friends. I'm with you. I love, like I said, all the memes 
that Padres Twitter, like the Pirates are pretty boring, right? Yeah. Nobody's going to really beat up on the Pirates. But when shit happens with the Dodgers and just the guys I was saying, Drunk Flannery, H.J. Preller, uh, Miserable Padre Fan, Gavin, a handful of others. God, they're so goddamn funny. They're so funny. I just sit there and laugh because I know how mad the other side's getting. And, uh, but I, no, 100%. I want to watch Costa got, dude, that thing that Costa put out last night with the two guys looking in the camera and double gunning. Yes. And when he said, I love when Dave and Jeff get a chance to go out to a Padre game. I goddamn watched those guys like 10 times. <laughs> that kind of shit just, I can't get enough of that. So no, it's 100%. Uh, Padre fans way above any celebrity. All right, next question for you. What about you? Oh, I, I go with friends every time. Uh, every time, yeah. But the just, shit like that you send, the shit back and forth between you and Costa, there was one the other day. I mean, the one today with the guy getting hit in the nuts, that was pretty good. But I was like, Milton Hines is never going to see that. That's just for you and me. But it's there was one with Mike... There was a Costa one like the other day that was unbelievably funny. And Mike like just said, yeah, I remember that. I can't even remember what it was. But yes, I, I go friends. But when it's you, like it's Foghorn Leghorn against the dog. Um, when it's you against Costa and it's the videos and I always get drug in. Hey, do you remember that? That Yes, I love every one of them. All right. When you're old. What do you think your kids will ask you to tell as far as stories about your life go? Uh, none. They don't you, like any They don't like, like any of your stories. None. <laughs> none. Um, it's like the kids on, at Coach in High School Baseball. I go, you guys don't get any of my jokes. And they go, your jokes aren't good. And I was like, yeah. that hurts. You know? That hurts. <laughs> yeah. That's and then, it. And then the kid go, well, you tell me a joke. I said to a kid, what do you call a bear with no teeth? Do you no. know? No. A gummy bear. And I go, oh, that's a third grade joke. Yeah. And my jokes aren't good. You guys aren't sophisticated enough to get my jokes. But I was like, you son of a bitch. Anyway, there you, there you go. So your kids basically have heard them all. They don't need to hear them again. My son wrote the other day, uh, why do you not fight a dinosaur? Why? Because you'll get giraffes kicked. <laughs> there you go. And I told him, <laughs> so we're sitting there at my house, and I look on his social media, and he's got that as part of his bio. And I go, you know what? You can just get the hell out of here. <laughs> and he goes, what? And I go, just go. Like, just go. Like, I'll call your mom or an Uber. Just get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. And I go, you're kid. just. And he goes, what are you talking about? And I go, I just read your bio. And he goes, you like that, don't you? You get your ass kicked. And I go, you know what? I didn't like it when I read it. And I really don't like it when I hear you read it back to me. So I go, just get the hell out of here. All right. Here's an interesting one. It's the last one of the night, but it's uh, it's one I am curious about. Okay. When things break, do you prefer to fix them or replace them? Oh, replace them. Dude, that's me. Because I can't fix shit. No. And I don't want to put the time into figuring it out. I want YouTube something to figure out how to fix it. The only thing I really enjoy trying to fix is the garbage disposal, just because of the challenge that I might lose something here. <laughs> I may be here without a digit. <laughs> Turn it on. Oh, Give me that fork. Fuck. Who the goddamn put the corn cob in here? Fuck. That's what the trash can for, you dick. 
fire that thing. Hey. Corn cob in here. <laughs> yeah, no, I, no, fuck no. I'm fixing anything. I'm with you. All right, so we're done. That, that was it. That was about an, about an hour 25 we got in right there. All right, perfect. Two long shows this week. Happy Cinco de Mayo to everybody. Behave, stay safe, check in on a friend, and I think we're back here Monday night. Most importantly, happy Mother's Day. Oh, yeah, happy Mother's Day to everybody, and for a lot of you, happy Mother Effers Day. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of you qualify for that, too. Make sure you get your mom a card. Do something nice for her. Call her. Don't just half-ass it. Maybe take, you know what would be nice, Dave? Take your mom sailing along the bay. She would like that. If you get a chance, take your mom out on a boat. Take her to her favorite store. Do some of those fun things. Go to a nice dinner and just sit out, hang out together. You like those ideas? Holy shit, dude. I tell you, Jeff makes a joke right there. This is, there are two times in my life where I thought I was the number one kid. Right yeah. now is one of those times. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, the other you time I was, I was 14 years old, and now here I am down the line, and I'm now uh, the number one kid. Well, you this should week. be. The karma for for not for zero fucks given after destroying Stretch Armstrong and cutting the hair on your Kiss action figures finally pays off. The karma is here, and you can tell you know who that I said it. <laughs> The entire staff at Tommy's wouldn't even let her in the door if they knew what she yeah, done. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They let her in. They talked to her. She's the only normal-looking girl that walked in there in five years. And all of a sudden, they're like, you did what to Stretch Armstrong? Get the hell out of here. Go to Del Taco. All right. Well, we'll see you guys Monday. <laughs>